in that neighborhood there is historic Fisk University and Jefferson Avenue and that whole area. Uh, there's an auto zone. Oh, I just passed the auto zone just Saturday. They got hit? Yeah, that, all of that, that whole oh, area is down there. It's, just, it's closed off. Apartments and condos that have been built down there, a lot of that had up to 50,000 people without power in that area. But a lot of those uh, apartments are severely damaged. People are displaced. Mount Juliet, which is just east of Nashville, the other side of the airport, was heavily hit. We have a number of churches between downtown Nashville and all the way out to Cookville that were hit. Good afternoon and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint, a special report. Many of you know that devastating storms have hit Nashville and Middle Tennessee this morning. At least 22 people so far as we record our show have been killed. Several others were injured and over 50,000 households and businesses were left without power when a tornado struck parts of Nashville and Middle Tennessee earlier today. According to officials, the deaths occurred in at least four counties, including Davison, that's where Nashville is located, Putman, Benton and Wilson, the destruction in Tennessee, ironically marked the most deadly tornado event in the U.S. since 23 people were killed in Lee County, Alabama, exactly one year ago today, March 3, 2019. President Donald Trump has said, I want to send my warm wishes to the great people of Tennessee in the wake of the horrible, very vicious tornado that killed at least 19 and injured many more. We're working with the leaders in Tennessee, including their great governor, Bill Lee, to make sure that everything is done properly. FEMA is already on the ground, and I'll be going there on Friday. We just wanted to bring to our listeners reports of what's happening as we speak, and we're thankful to have right now joining us Director of Communications from the Tennessee Baptist Convention, Chris Turner. Chris, welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Under very sad conditions, we're meeting today for the show. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Now, you're part of, as I mentioned, the Tennessee Baptist Convention. The Baptist Disaster Relief Team is currently on the ground, I understand, and working in these affected disaster areas. Chris, describe to our listeners, where were you 24 hours before the storm, and were you expecting the storm to move through Nashville? Well, we were expecting the storm to move through Nashville, and you know we've had a lot of rain over this way over the past several days, actually past several weeks. And uh, so yesterday, you know, it was rainy throughout the day and just, uh, you know, knew that we were supposed to get some thunderstorms last night. Uh, our office is actually in Franklin, located about 20 miles south of Nashville, uh, about about 20 miles south where the damage, the tornado cut through downtown, just north of downtown. If folks are listening, you are familiar with where the Titans play football it really kind of went uh, just just blocks north of where the football stadium is, and then straight on out the east side of town, on over all the way to uh, far side of Middle Tennessee to Cookville. So, wow. um, you know, on the ground a long, long time, uh, long time, and uh, you know, cut a swatch through there that just uh, you know devastated uh, neighborhoods, uh, schools. Uh, there's at least three schools that are, are closed indefinitely that were uh, just blown up. Uh, Donaldson Christian Academy out East Nashville area, uh, Donaldson Community, uh, DCA, just a great school out there. It's, it's just toothpicks this morning. Um, and then two, uh, two schools, elementary and a middle school out in Wilson County on its way east. So, you know, as bad as it as bad as it is, uh, you know, by God's grace, obviously, that hitting in the middle of the night like that's not good. But 
you know, if it was 12 hours earlier, 12 hours later, those schools would have been filled with kids. And, I mean, there's certainly nothing left at DCA. Wow. Chris, you know, this just is so heartbreaking. I was just in Nashville last week for the National Religious Broadcasters Convention and returned on Saturday. always like to go downtown Nashville. The farmer's market right behind the state capitol is a, a place I like to go to. I like the food. I, I like the atmosphere. And I actually bought a, a piece of pottery from Tim, the guy who does pottery there, a nice coffee cup that I got. And so this just is so fresh in my mind, realizing that such disaster has overtaken the downtown community of Nashville, along with these other areas that you mentioned, these schools and outlying areas on toward Cookville. That area that you just mentioned was uh, hit pretty hard. I've been watching the news this morning as I've been doing some other things, and uh, they've been reporting from that area called Germantown. That's our Germantown out kind of from that. That's where Bicentennial Park is and uh, the Nashville Sounds AAA Baseball Stadium, and just blocks over from there is the Germantown area, and just just in that neighborhood there is historic Fisk University and uh, Jefferson Avenue and and uh, you know that whole area. Uh, there's an auto zone. Oh, I just passed the auto zone just Saturday. That got hit. Yeah, that all of that that whole oh, area is down there. Is just it's closed off. All of those uh, you know apartments and condos that have been built down there. A lot of that. A lot of those people are you know well they're saying we've got. Uh, have had up to 50,000 people without power in that area. But um, the uh, a lot of those uh, apartments are, are severely damaged. People are displaced. So, yeah, that whole section oh, of my. Was, that you were just in. Is, wow. Literally blows my mind, Chris. I have a niece that lives downtown Nashville. Thankfully, she's okay. Yeah. She lives in one of the high-rise building apartments yeah. down there, and thankfully, she's not hurt. But so many, as we mentioned so far, and this is early stages, we've, we have 22 deaths reported as we record the show. Prayerfully, that death toll will not rise, but many more have been injured, I know. What can you tell us, Chris, about current involvement, current engagement from the Tennessee Baptist Disaster Relief, what is taking place from your organization right now? Well, you know, Mount Juliet, which is just east east of Nashville, the other side of the airport, uh, was heavily hit. We have a number of churches between downtown Nashville and all the way out to Cookville that um, that are affiliated with the Tennessee Baptist Convention that were hit. Our Disaster Relief Mobilization Center is in Mount Juliet. Fortunately, it was not damaged. And so we have several uh, very active uh, Tennessee Baptist disaster relief teams here in Middle Tennessee, and many of them that are located in those that area out in Mount Juliet and some of those counties moving on out. Um, normally the way that, that uh, we work is that uh, we immediately assess the damage. In this particular case, it would be with uh, Tennessee Emergency um, uh, Agency, TEMA, uh, management agency and uh, find out where is the areas of greatest need. But in this particular situation, a lot of those uh, disaster relief teams just immediately mobilized and started helping in that area around Donaldson and and uh, Mount Juliet, um, and then uh, all the way out to Lebanon, uh, out east of town. Also uh, sustained some significant damage. And so our disaster relief teams from from kind of all that side of town um, ha- have just mobilized to just just start helping people clean up. Uh, in the meantime, we are doing some damage assessing to find out you know where we need to send 
chainsaw teams or where we need to get some teams in with uh, front-end loaders and start doing some cleanup. Um, you know, maybe there's some teams that need to go in and help uh, folks that are, you know, trying to recover from water damage uh, and, and recover some things that are related to, uh, you know, personal items, especially documents and things like that. Right. So, uh, you know, there, there's an immediate response, and then there's also the uh, damage assessing response. We've had uh, just it's just been great. We've not only had folks from across Tennessee uh, contact us to find out, you know, hey, we're ready to jump in the truck and come on over there, uh, which is great. Unfortunately, you know, making sure that you're in a place that is, you know, strategic that can really help, plus some place, uh, although a lot of the power is out in some places, there's still some live wires they're trying to manage. So we we try to make sure through the uh, you know disaster relief that that we're we're getting people in a situation that's as safe as possible. Obviously, any disaster situation is not a safe environment, but we try to mitigate as many risks as possible. But one of the one of the ways that uh, we've already seen a number of people support is uh, through contributing uh, financially. Uh, and we, we have a place set up on our, our tndisasterrelief.org site uh, under the contributions tab where, where people can go and that money is designated directly to uh, helping with this cleanup process. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of folks that will just have some, some very practical needs uh, that we're able to uh, get get gift cards in a lot of cases, like right. to either a Home Depot or Kroger or someplace like that. Well, Chris, I want our listeners to realize that this is not just a, a denominational Southern Baptist thing here. You know, of course, when we have disaster, it affects everybody. And the history and the reputation of the Southern Baptist disaster relief is impeccable. Your organization, I believe you're like the second leading disaster relief organization in the country, uh, maybe the world. Uh, I appreciate you saying that because that is something that we we take very seriously. Um, you know, one of the things um, because because Tennessee Baptist churches or Southern Baptist churches give through the cooperative program, uh, the, those funds that they give through their you know designated offerings that come from from church offering covers all the administrative costs of of in this particular case Tennessee Baptist disaster relief. So all of the funds, 100% of the funds that people give, they can be uh, absolutely certain that that money is used directly for uh, helping people with the disaster. None of that goes yeah. to the administrative side. I also add here, if you don't mind, Chris, I have been a recipient. My family used to live on the Gulf Coast, and when they, this has been years ago. A, yeah. a devastating hurricane had come through, and... We arrived just after the storm, and my family was there without any power. Food had been spoiled, but we could drive within a few blocks to a disaster relief tent setup area. There was food trucks, and you guys were providing hot meals that we could take and eat. And it was, you know, what a refreshing, nice thing to be able to do when you're faced with living in situations. That'll actually be one of the things that we'll be mobilizing are are, um, uh, mobile kitchens is what we call them. Yeah. They'll send those out, and so, for instance, the you know contributions will be used to purchase the food for preparation in those kitchens, and you know, and, and like with hurricanes that you mentioned, and you know, other things, other disasters that that we've had, um, not just in Tennessee, but you know, literally when uh, we had a number of Tennessee Baptist disaster relief teams that went down to Houston uh, after those you know the flooding and all that. 
then back down in in uh, southern Mississippi and in uh, Louisiana area, Baton Rouge last year. Uh, you know, when when some of that money that is giving given through those contributions is used to purchase the food that is uh, prepared and served through those mobile kitchens. So, and I, you know, depending on the scale of disaster, I mean, they've served as many as fifty thousand meals a day out of one of those kitchens. Wow. So, um, what's amazing to me, what I love about it is, you know, all the folks that are, uh, equipping those mobile kitchens, the, the chainsaw crews, all those are volunteers that are members of Baptist churches across Tennessee that have gone through some kind of a certification for whatever it is that they're helping with, uh, laundry units. We'll send out laundry units. We send out, um, uh, child care units, you know, there's mom and dad have to take care of, of just cleaning things up, but, you know, we'll have a, a mobile child care unit where all those workers are certified and background checked and all those types of things just to make sure that trying to cover as many human needs as we possibly can and just be the hands and feet of Christ and not just help somebody clear their leaves or branches or tree off of their house, but pause and pray and you know, minister to them on a spiritual level. Well, that's what I was going to ask you too, Chris, on, on how do you help support people emotionally? I mentioned yeah. to you off the phone that I used to live on the island of Guam, and we used to have these big typhoons that would come through. When you go through a storm like that, you know, or a natural disaster that just kind of hits so quick and does such great destruction, it affects with your emotions. For those who might not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and even those who have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it can be unnerving to go through something like that. But as you try to help support the emotional needs of those impacted, realizing that folks have lost everything, and maybe they just have the clothes on their back, what are ways that uh, you try to help support them? Yeah, all of our volunteers, they're equipped to share the gospel, for one. But one of the things that they're also equipped to do, and this is part of the training that when we we train disaster relief volunteers, they are prepared to just really get people to share their story. And if you've been through a disaster, uh, you know, one of the one of the the ways that people emotionally, you know, recover from it is being able to just share their grief. I mean, it really is a grief share thing. You've You've, you've had a significant loss that has significantly altered your life. And so our volunteers really uh, take time not only in just trying to serve them in a physical way, but to, to minister to them, to just, you know, give a hug, to pray for people, to allow them to share their, uh, their story, you know, to really um, uh, be empathetic with them. But we also have... Um, chaplains. So part of the whole DR uh, uh, strategy is that we deploy uh, chaplains that travel with these disaster relief teams that uh, are able to spend a little bit more time with somebody if they're really struggling or uh, just need a, 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 you know, a bit more counseling. These are people that are equipped as chaplains. A lot of them are pastors that uh, are part of DR teams. Some of them are maybe they're hospital chaplains in real life and, and then you know part of their DR contribution is that they uh, serve in our chaplaincy program. So uh, there really is the intention. I, I I love being out with our DR teams because they really see it as a holistic ministry. I mean, they, they can see the tree on somebody's house, uh, but they know that that person's greatest need is we want to get the tree off your house and help you get back on your feet, but we also know you have some great spiritual needs, and, and we want to pause long enough while we're serving. One of the interesting stories from uh, just a couple of years ago when uh, one of our DR teams deployed up in the Northeast after the hurricane hit up there, 
it was a gentleman that was just totally, totally resistant to them even being there. And early in the week had, had really been very uh, rude, asking them to get out of the neighborhood and all that. And they, they continued just to serve and you know, ex- express kindness to this man. Well, the man had a, a, a tree, you know, that was a problem in his yard on part of his house. And uh, so by the end of the week, he went to them and he asked them, would you forgive me? I've seen what you've done for my neighbors. Would you be willing to help me? And by the time it was all over with, they were able to leave that gentleman to the Lord. Oh, wow. So, you know, there's just a lot of emotions that go through through um, people's hearts and minds in a disaster situation. Our DR volunteers understand that. They're equipped to do, to deal with that. Many of them are veterans of multiple disasters and deploying and, and disasters across the country and literally around the world. So when they show up, you know, they recognize that, that this is a ministry opportunity to people, and, and, you know, they recognize more than representing Tennessee Baptists, they're representing the Lord, and, uh, you know, want to do that, that well. Yeah, let's remind our listeners right now, we're visiting with Chris Turner, Director of Communications from the Tennessee Baptist Convention and the Baptist Disaster Relief Team that is currently on the ground working to mobilize efforts to help those. We know as of recording this program, at least 22 people have been killed as a result of horrific tornadoes going through Nashville and the outlying areas toward Middle Tennessee and Cookville. Chris, we mentioned a moment ago what people should avoid, you know, jumping in their trucks. We know people are concerned. They want to help. But right now, it is the initial impact of the storm has made its way into the area. You don't advise people just to grab gear and jump in their trucks and head to Nashville right now. I mean, is there a website people can look as volunteer needs arise and and how they can be utilized to help their neighbors? You have that on your website? Yeah, one of the places that you can check for, there's actually two places you can check for updates as far as where we're posting uh, uh, updated information. I'm sure Tennessee Emergency Management Association, and uh, I'm sure that uh, uh, some of the local news stations, I think, are posting. But for us, where we're posting and gathering information, the first one would be tndisasterrelief.org. And uh, we're providing updates there. Um, there will be uh, uh, updates on, you know, teams deploying, other types of, of needs. Um, you know, if uh, people really want to get involved, um, they would be able to contact our disaster relief folks. There's a phone number and an email there. Um, you know, if, if somebody doesn't answer, uh, it's not because they're ignoring someone, it's just we we literally have been flooded with phone calls from around the state and really across the southeast with people wanting to come and help. So right. you know, just trying to, to manage that with a limited staff is a little difficult. The other place that we're updating news and information is on the baptistandreflector.org site. Um, we currently have a story up, uh, disaster, relief responding, uh, disaster Relief Responding in Wake of Tennessee Tornadoes. Um, and, you know, one thing that we want to continue to remind people, it's not just Nashville that was hit. I mean, the, there's a 70-mile stretch between Nashville and Cookville that this tornado, you know, gutted a path through. And most of those deaths that are being reported are out in Putnam County. So while <clears throat> local Nashville news is really focusing on the Nashville area, um, you know, there's some folks that are out in one of Tennessee's you know, poor counties. Yeah, remind folks, too, that area there, of course, at Cookville, in that area, a lot of our bot radio network listeners from the Memphis area right. 
go camping there at Fall Creek Falls. That area, we're talking a rural area with a lot of precious people. Yeah, it might even have, you know, students over at Tennessee Tech University. So, right. um, you know, there's, uh, there is that. And, you know, I mean, unfortunately, uh, I think people look at Middle Tennessee, Davidson, Williamson County and, and see the wealth of it, and that's great, and it is. However, you know, across our state, out of 95 counties, we have about 90 of those that uh, have a double-digit poverty rating. And so when a tornado cuts through a place like a Wilson County or a Putnam County or, you know, some of our other uh, Benton County over towards um, the west side of the Tennessee River there in Camden area, where one of the deaths was reported, you know, those folks just don't have the means to uh, to recover quickly. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons it is so important for uh, things like Disaster Relief, Salvation Army, and some others. But people can check that uh, Disaster Relief website. Uh, there is a button there if people feel compelled to uh, contribute financially. And as I said earlier, all that money is used directly 100% for uh, the Disaster Relief on-site. And this one is designated for uh, Tennessee tornadoes. So that's where that money would be going directly to this particular disaster. Although, unfortunately, there's a a variety of disasters that people could contribute to on on there, different places where we're working. But um, and then you know, as far as as people coming, um, I was just watching the news just shortly before you called, and they were talking about how people are just flooding into Nashville to help, but there's really no organization to it, and uh, you know, people don't really know. You know, unfortunately, who's there to help, who's there trying to loot, who's there trying to scam people who have lost something and they're posing as insurance folks. And so it just appears there's a lot of people that have descended on on Nashville uh, to contribute good or or ill uh, in one way or another. And so and then the other aspect of that is I don't even know if you could get into Nashville right now. They were showing a traffic report parts of I-40 between Nashville and then out towards Lebanon are completely closed. It will be closed until uh, about 3 this afternoon on uh, Highway 70 north of of, um, uh, I-40 between basically East Nashville and out towards uh, Lebanon. Completely choked shut, and so it's caused a little bit of a problem with emergency vehicles being able to to move equipment in and out of there, uh, the electric service to try and get in there and restore power. So it's it's all kind of a mess. I would say, you know, it's not going to all get cleaned up this afternoon. People do have an interest in physically coming. Uh, I have a feeling that over the next uh, week or more, there's going to be plenty of opportunity to help in that. And so you know, that might be something to consider. I think the recovery on this is going to be more than a few days. We're looking at uh, months ahead to get yeah. Nashville and the surrounding areas back to some type of normality. You also mentioned gift cards. Uh, should they just be mailed to your organization? You can, or one of the things that when when that money comes in, uh, what our disaster relief director Wes Jones will do is they will use part of that money to to purchase either Home Depot cards, Lowe's cards, Kroger cards, and they will supply those to the disaster relief teams who have those with them, so that when they're out on a site, they can see what someone's immediate need is. And would be able to, uh, you know, give them a Kroger gift card or, or something like that. We do not distribute cash. Uh, if we're going to distribute something, it's going to be a, a, a gift card. 
to some place that uh, you know is given directly to somebody who basically they're they're standing there looking at and right. helping them. So right. you know, very discretionary about the way that we distribute those. <clears throat> they can if they do have an interest in in purchasing those gift cards and sending them. The the address is on the website, uh, but uh, you know. If they don't want to do that, um, you know they can uh, they can rest assured that their money will be used to, you know, purchase those types of uh, um, items that uh, you know household items and helping people. Maybe they didn't suffer complete damage, but maybe they have some, you know, uh, damage that needs to just be cleaned up with soap or detergent or or something like that. You know, they they really try to supply the need for the person that they're looking at on site. That's a great word. Well, again, listeners, you can go to tndisasterrelief.org, tndisasterrelief.org, to get more information, updates about the current situation of the storm damage in Nashville and Middle Tennessee, as we've mentioned. Chris Turner with us today, Director of Communications from the Tennessee Baptist Convention with the Tennessee Baptist Disaster Relief, doing a phenomenal job as always. We appreciate so much, Chris, what your ministry is to our brothers and sisters and our families living in the area where you are right now, taking care of those needs. God bless you. Our prayers are with you and your teams, and in the months to come, too, I'm praying that we can uh, help mobilize uh, those in Tennessee and surrounding areas to be able to uh, give and support your efforts. Well, absolutely. Thank you. And just I know there's a lot of disaster relief volunteers that are over in West Tennessee and uh, hopefully bot radio listeners. And I know they're chopping at the bit to load up and come over here, and thanks to all them that I know that are at the ready to help, and I'm sure some will deploy and then yeah, just other listeners, the prayer for folks and all that. I mean, West Tennessee has been hit 10, 11 years ago when Union was hit. Yeah. Uh, it's been damage up in the Dyersburg area in the past uh, a number of years ago. It's just devastating tornadoes that came through there. So, you know, we're all Tennesseans. We, we rally together. I mean, that's just kind of the hallmark of our state. You know, we're volunteers, and we are always at the ready to help. And so we just appreciate uh, the thoughts, prayers, support of folks from all over and appreciate you getting the word out on through bot hey chris thank you so much well friends that's all the time we have on this edition of mid-south viewpoint again that web address tndisasterrelief.org please check it out i'm byron tyler we'll talk to you next time bye-bye